0: Hello, it is Saturday, November 13th, 2021, and welcome to this week's edition of Weekend Outlook. This is Brother Cole coming to you from my lookout here in Lower Alabama, bringing you the show that we hope will keep you informed about stories that, you know, you might not always see pop up in your social media feed or on mainstream news. And as such, I hope that you'll listen, you'll be informed, and you'll appreciate the 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 perspective that we bring to the news. As always, we've got some national news, some world news, and of course some religious news for you, so if you stay tuned, we're going to jump into some national news right after this. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. We are citizens of an American nation, and our rights are being threatened Governments are instituted among men. It's oh. that time again. Your national news update. Oh, look at that. I almost cut Tina off. All right, so... Our first article comes from Kate Duffy over at BusinessInsider.com. Again, that's Kate Duffy at BusinessInsider.com. The article is titled that automakers must soon install tech in new cars that can detect and stop drunk drivers. Please, no! 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 The article says here that car makers must install technology in new vehicles to detect and stop drunk drivers as part of a requirement included in President Joe Biden's $1 trillion infrastructure bill. The legislation says the new technology must, quote, passively monitor the performance of a driver of a motor vehicle to accurately identify whether that driver may be impaired and, quote, prevent or limit motor vehicle operation if an impairment is detected. Didn't they put this same kind of thing in like a diehard movie? Um, <laughs> I remember it was over the top. It kinda of went the way of uh, it kinda of went the way of, of the Fast and the Furious, where you know, it just got more and more over the top, and then you get to uh, Die Hard 4, whichever number it was. And these this international group of hackers is shutting down everything from cars and planes and trains uh, just just by using the Internet. I don't know if this is opening up the door for that sort of thing, but it is opening up the door for the government to monitor what you do in your car. Um, yeah, I have a couple questions about, about this and, and, and just why anybody would think that this is good first question is do I really want the government to have that much control over my life that they're able to dictate you know when I'm able to drive or not look I'm not advocating for drunk driving people do die from drunk driving it's a terrible thing you should not drive when you are drunk that said it is not the government's job to regulate what you do in your car that said I have a second question okay and, and this, one, this one, I think, brings things home, and it's a little more economically based. How expensive do we really want new cars to be? Have you gone out and priced a, a, a Silverado 1500? Have you gone out and priced an F-150 lately? Um, you know how expensive do we want cars to be? You keep adding things that you know regulations that that these auto manufacturers have to put into their cars. They're not going to pay for that out of their profits. They're going to push that on to the consumer, that is you. So the next time you want to go buy a car and the prices are through the roof, you can thank Daddy Joe Biden for keeping you safe and also for jacking your uh, vehicle prices up through the roof. Here's the third question, though, and and this one, this is what really bothers me about the whole thing. Isn't this the same kind of technology that is used as a punishment for people with DUIs? I mean, yes, I realize, hey, the the justification, and we'll get to the justification in a second. The justification is that the ends justify the means, which they always do. Um, But, again... You go and and get a DUI. They may force you to install a breathalyzer deal to, you know, be able to even crank your car and drive it. Are we talking about the same kind of technology where, like, your car will shut down if you're swerving or if you're doing this or if you're doing that? What if you're just a bad driver? I mean, seriously. Um, Again, but here's the justification for this immense government overreach, Okay. The article says, technology that can detect a drunk driver could prevent more than 9,400 alcohol-impaired driving fatalities per year, according to the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, which was cited in the 2,702-page bill. How in the the world do they need 2,702 pages in a bill? Anyway, uh, the article points out that the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration... Why don't we have state safety traffic ministries? Oh, wait, we do. Then why do we need a national one? Uh, anyway, it says the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration um, estimated in October that 20,160 people died in car crashes in the first half of 2021. <laughs> 20,000 of them also had COVID. Um, <laughs> that part was not in the article, but uh, anyway... So 20,160 20, people died. Now they again they're pushing the justification for this. The tech will virtually eliminate the number one killer on America's roads. Um, that's according to Alex Ati, uh, the the national president of the advocacy group Mothers Against Drunk driving they are mad i'm telling you they're mad they're losing they're losing their minds please no 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 uh, mothers against drunk driving you know they they want to virtually eliminate the number one killer on america's roads which is good which is fine you know educate people on the dangers of drunk driving you know increase penalties for those who get caught with drunk driving there's other ways to do this than burdening all of society um with with silly arbitrary rules that give the government more power. But you know what? Thanks, Mom. Uh, Thanks for for helicopter parenting the entire nation. Anyway, our next article, uh, speaking of Big Brother, um, our next article comes from CNN, and and it is about some changes that have taken place if you use Venmo, PayPal, or other payment apps. So the article by, by Gene Sahadi over at CNN Business is titled, If You Use Venmo, PayPal or other payment apps, this new tax rule may, there's, this new tax rule change may affect you. Uh, the article points out that payment app providers will have to start reporting to the IRS a user's business transactions if, in aggregate, they total $600 or more per year. Normally, you know, I, I bring up, you know, money and I'll use my sound effect, but, uh, <laughs> is not cha-ching. $600, you know, (laughs) you're not going to be able to buy a turkey this Thanksgiving uh, for for less than $600. This is a bit of an exaggeration there. Um, Y'all don't jump on the comments and start correcting me, telling me, well, you can buy one for less than $600. Uh, But again, $600 or more from the year, this is not a lot of money. Uh, And here's the thing, a business transaction is defined as payments for a good or service, which is pretty vague, but that that vaguity, um is uh, that vagueness, vagity, is not a word. That vagueness is uh is, is in there on purpose. The expansion of the reporting rule, the article points out, is a result of the provision in the, da, 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 the American Rescue Plan. What in the world does increased IRS, you know, um, um, oversight Increased IRS um, ability to 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 look at your funds, what money you've made. What does that have to do with rescuing Americans? Um, I mean, in all honestly, it's 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 just pork. Everyone they they wrote this big old bill and they inserted into it basically whatever they wanted to. Uh, the the point here, and and they make this very clear in the article. You know, at least they were honest about this. It says the ultimate aim of the provision is to clamp down on unreported taxable income. So you get $1,400. Now the government has more control over your life. The government has more insight into your life. You know, again, I asked the question, how in the world does this rescue Americans? Uh, I mean, really, how does this rescue Americans? I think the only way that it rescues Americans is it rescues the money from their wallets. (laughs) Um, Really? The article continues saying that the new reporting threshold does not change your basic tax responsibility. It does not change your basic tax responsibilities. Income you receive for a good or service, including tips, has always been reportable and, in many instances, taxable. Stop it. Get some help. Yeah, I, I mean, you should not avoid taxes. You should not avoid taxes because if you try to avoid taxes, um, the the IRS will, will send men with guns to your house to come and lock you in a metal cage. Y'all say it with me, okay? Taxes are theft. I am no more entitled to a portion of what you make than you are entitled to a portion of what I make. Uh, this whole idea that, that we need to be... Um, giving up what we earned in order to do something, what, pay a politician to, to sit up at Washington and do nothing for years and years and years, um, is absolutely mind-blowing to me. Anyway, we continue. It, it says that tax experts say the threshold change could mean some administrative hassles for many tax filers who use payment apps, whether or not they're engaged in business bingo. And this is where it gets dicey at, okay? Uh, it says here that third-party settlement entities may not know for sure if they are dealing with a business or an individual or if they're dealing with a payment for goods or services or a non-taxable transaction. It's going to be up to the taxpayer to explain to the IRS that the 1099 was received for a non-taxable transaction. So daddy IRS is going to be sitting there waiting for you to explain. Now tell me how you used your money, little Johnny. Tell me how you use your money. We wouldn't want to have to audit you. Um, you know, what in the world happened to, I thought we had like a, a, an amendment. There was a fourth amendment. Um, you know, a right to privacy. You know, what, what in the world happened to that? Anyway, say it with me. Ready? Abolish the IRS. Abolish the IRS. Um, you know, they just want more and more control over people's lives and over your finances. Um, you know, income tax started out, I think, as 2%. Two percent. Now what is it? And they want to to create more taxes. Um, it's it's a disgrace. Anyway, that's all we've got for national news. Stay tuned. We're going to be looking at some world news right after this. One trouble spot anywhere in the world, like the proverbial rotten apple in a barrel, could infect the rest of the world and us. If we falter in our leadership, we may endanger the peace of the world. Up next, we're going to be bringing you some top stories from around the globe to see what's going on in our world. We must now devote all our strength and resources to the completion of our task, both at home and abroad. All right, our first story comes from the Washington Post. It's by Ellen Francis and Robin Dixon over at the Washington Post. Um, This is going to be our only story for international news, uh, and it's titled Migrants Trapped in Poland-Bolaris Standoff. It says here in the article that hundreds of migrants are stranded in the cold on the border between Belarus and Poland. The European Union accuses Belarus of sending throngs of people to the border to pressure its neighbors. So the European Union is accusing, um, <laughs> accusing Belarus of, of using, using migrants as a way to, to put pressure onto the European Union. Hmm, I'm trying to think. Is there a situation that's similar to that happening in our sphere of the world? Mm, nothing comes to mind right now. Um, maybe I'll think of it. It says here though that the exact number of people around the frontier remains unclear. Uh, Belarusian border guards have mentioned about two thousand people, while Polish authorities double that up to four thousand. Okay, so it's only four thousand. It's not like a hundred and forty thousand or 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 you know half a million or you know, however many undocumented... They've got them all documented. Apparently, it looks like there's about 4,000. Um, anyway, Poland, the article says, has vowed that they will not come in. Trump said... Sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> the The Polish president has sent more than, than 12,000 troops um, to reinforce the border. Meanwhile, in Texas, we are... <laughs> We are bringing in planes and and dropping off flying migrants from the border who entered illegally to places like Jacksonville and and different things like that. You know, in Poland, they send 12,000 troops to deal with 4,000 people. uh, And we're stuck with old Kamala Harris, who hasn't even been to the border. Well, I say that. I think she went for a photo op and then turned around and came back. Anyway, the article says here that uh, many have trekked from Iraq, Afghanistan. Uh, No wonder Poland doesn't want these people. Um, and parts of the Middle East for the promise of refuge in Europe. How's that going for Europe, y'all? How's that religion of peace doing for Um, (laughs) y'all? Yeah. Anyway, it continues saying that European leaders have accused Belarus of inviting in migrants and to send them on to Poland to Poland and nearby Lithuania, both EU member states, so as to engineer a crisis. So European leaders are accusing Belarus of inviting migrants for the purpose of engineering a a crisis. They're describing it as a hybrid attack. Now hold up for a second, okay? The European Union sees the invitation of migrants as an attack on their sovereignty, as an attack on their country. So what in the world do we call what is happening to ours? When we have an administration that is blatantly, fragrantly, you know, inviting basically inviting people to come, even though they have come out and said, Do not come. Do not come. You know, we, we won't uh we won't actually slap you with any fines, we, we won't actually send you back, we won't actually enforce the laws that our people have, you know, delegated to to, to senators to put into place. We won't actually do any of that, but that's not incentivizing people to come. Of course it's not. Uh, the European Union sees this influx of migrants as an attack. You know, they see it as a, as, as a subversive means to, to 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 cause a crisis in their society, and yet we have one administration in particular um, who's heading up our country right now who is doing the exact same thing, except for we're not talking 4,000 people. We're talking hundreds of thousands of people. Um, it's, it's amazing. It really, really is. And all they want to talk about right now is climate change. Woo! Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Um... Yeah. Anyway, that's all we've got for World News. Um, it's a short episode, but we're going to keep on keeping on. We've got a couple uh, religious news stories, and we're going to check those out right after this. Last but not least, let's take a brief look at what's going on inside of the church. If we are to survive as a people of God, we must wage a war against the disease that more than any other will ruin our missionary, evangelistic, and soul-winning commitment. What you believe about the Bible has implications for your preaching. What's wrong with you people? I'm serious. I mean, this is what's wrong with the Christian church today. We don't know who God is. All right, our first story in religious news comes from EvangelicalDarkWeb.org. It's by Ray Fava over at EvangelicalDarkWeb.org. And in the article, they're highlighting uh, J.D. Greer's Uh, Church campus or various church campus COVID rules. It says here that uh, in the article that there are many weaknesses of the multi-campus church model. Um, I would add that one of those is that they're unbiblical. But anyway, it says in addition to convincing people of the merits of normalcy of watching a pastor on a screen, no comment. (laughs) You also have to deal with multiple land and building uses usage issues. So. The, the, the building and land uses issues they weren't an, they weren't an issue for JD uh, and, and Summit Church back in 2020 when he canceled church for the entire year and took 2.5 million dollars, oh no, sorry not 2.5, two to five million dollars in PPP loans. okay? Now after reopening, they are running into some problems. After reopening at the downtown at the downtown Durham location, um, masks are required for all. Okay, that's vaccinated, unvaccinated. Masks are required for any everybody, and the unvaccinated are subject to presenting a negative COVID test in order to worship. So I'll I'll tell you this when 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 all this COVID stuff was going on, um, I did some international travel and it was a humongous hassle because you had to have you know you had to have a forty eight hour test before you got on your flight to show that to show the the customs whatever um, it was a huge pain in the neck it was expensive it was all kinds of stuff um, that's to travel internationally and that was out of our control because those were requirements that other countries governments were placing on international travelers now. <laughs> This is happening in Raleigh, Durham. This is happening in in, in North Carolina at Summit Church. They're requiring that if you, one, they require. I, I guess you have to report your vaccination status. Where are HIPAA laws on any of this? You know, you would think that you would be able to sue the mess out of them for for attempting to violate your 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 medical privacy. But anyway. Um, the, 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 the Summit Church location down in downtown Durham requires that if you are unvaccinated, you have to have a weekly test. A weekly test to show that you are negative. And here's the thing. It's, they didn't create these rules. These rules are placed upon them by the venue that they rent. And so here's the thing. Summit Church is paying to rent this venue to treat the unvaccinated and the vaccinated this way. You know, if vaccines work, why the masks? Again, if vaccines work, why the masks? Um, if, if, uh, just again, it's amazing to me that, that churches, that this particular church, I'm putting church in quotes, um, would, would go to such lengths to abuse its people and then pay to do so. Uh, it's just... Not only are they segregating their their congregation, but they're also capitulating to the rules placed on them by uh, by, by by these individuals. They rent their building. Stop it. Get some help. Um, it's a shame is what it is. You know what else is a shame? An- this next article. Uh, it's from ReformationCharlotte.org. And it says that First Baptist Memphis installs, quote, rainbow flag adorned lady preacher as their senior pastor. The article starts out by uh, by pointing out that the scriptures speak of a mass deception that takes place during the end times as false teachers creep into the church and spread their anti-Christian poison throughout the ranks of professing Christendom. You go look at this picture. This lady's picture. She's up there, of course, with you know her rainbow. Uh, I don't know what you would call it, stole or or what have you on uh, her 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 rainbow. Uh, oh, man, I don't know if it's a scarf or what you call it. Anyway, it says that it says in the article that it's easy to point out cults like Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, and exclude them from from evangelicalism. It's easy to do so. Even the secular world is able to look and look at Mormons and say, yeah, those people are kind of different. Uh, they don't actually believe the same things that, that, that Baptists, Presbyterians, Methodists do. You know, they do have an additional three books. Same things for Jehovah's Witnesses. There is a, some clear distinctions that can be made to anybody who is able to pay attention to the obvious. That said, much of profess- professing Christendom, uh, the article points out, is unable to distinguish between a true church, such as a Bible-believing Baptist church, and an apostate church that simply adopts the name of Baptist. They're implying here that First Baptist Church of Memphis is exactly one of these apostate churches. Now, they go on to show some proof of this, okay? So, first things first is who they are associated with. The Cooperative Baptist Fellowship, the CBF, is just that. It is an apostate denomination. So, like your typical uh, Southern Baptist church, a CBF church, Cooperative Baptist Fellowship church, calls itself, for the most part, Baptist, and they use many of the same namings as convic- as uh, as they call themselves traditional. They call themselves conservative Baptist churches, etc., but they are far from that. Uh, first and foremost, a great example of this is, is, is First Baptist Church Memphis, uh, where they just named a rainbow-flag adorned gay-affirming uh, lady preacher as their senior pastor. Um, you know, one, it's 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 not bad enough that she's she's a lady preacher and clear violation of First Timothy two twelve, but it's it's worse that she's you know homosexual affirming, um, that she's willing to get up there behind the pulpit, claim to preach God's word, um, while while putting on a symbol. of... Uh, that has been co-opted by, by the, the homosexual movement in our country. The article says here that Reverend Cat Kimmel was installed as the congregation's fifth senior pastor since the church first graced, <laughs> I don't know if grace is the right word, since the church first graced the corner of Poplar and East Parkway in 1951. And, and the article says here that Kimmel's installation marks another milestone in First Baptist Church's long history. You know, it's... I, I don't know, they, they jumped off the cliff finally. It's their final and blatant disregard for First Timothy 2.12 for, for doing that, which, which honors God. Um, it's, it's a shame is what it is. Uh, but you see it more and more. Um, and it doesn't look like these things will get any better. That being said, I would encourage you, if you are a a baptized uh, Bible-believing Christian, to go and find a local church. If you are part of a local church, to make sure that you are serving, that you are attending regularly, uh, that you are ministering uh, according to the gifts that God has given you for the building up of His saints. Anyway, that's all we've got for this week's edition of Weekend Outlook. Thank you guys so much for joining us here every week, for listening to the show. Uh, if you want to continue to show your support for the show, you can go and, and share. Uh, share this on Facebook, share this on social media. Uh, get it out, share it with your family and friends. We would really appreciate that. Uh, again, thank you so much for joining us. That's all we've got. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us and listening to this week's episode of Weekend Outlook. If you'd like to air this show or you have any questions, comments, or concerns, we welcome your feedback and can be reached via email at radiolookout at protonmail.com. Again, that is radiolookout at protonmail.com.